million dollars. Let me check out that ring. What's up, TMZ? How'd you find me, bro? I got my disguise on. What's up, man? TMZ Sports. Welcome to TMZ Sports. I'm Mike Babcock. My guy, as always, Mojo Mutati, repping the uh, Maryland swag today, Mojo. Speaking of college sports, we're going to start with one of the winningest coach uh, in current men's basketball history, Bob Huggins, Hall of Famer, who is under fire, Mojo, after he made a terribly homophobic comment during a recent radio appearance. Now, Bob Huggins, of course, has been the coach at West Virginia University uh, for a decade and a half. Before that, uh, he sort of earned his stripes uh, at the University of Cincinnati. Well, he was on with a station, a sports talk radio station in Cincinnati, host named Bill Cunningham. Here are the comments that, has, uh, that have a lot of people saying Huggins should lose his job. Check it out. Steve also tells me that you have the best portal transfers. Have you, have you poached any Xavier guys to come to oh, play for West Virginia? Catholics don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're, we're above the fracas, aren't we? No problem. Yeah, you, um, absolutely. I mean, you, you, I tell you what, any, any school that can throw rubber penises on the floor and then say they didn't do it, <laughs> by God, they can get away with anything. <laughs> I, 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 rubber penis. Was this I like think a that was it's a crosstown shootout. Wasn't I think it? it was transgender night, wasn't it? What? Was that it? It was a, it was a crosstown shootout. Yeah, no, what it was was all those, <laughs> those, those Catholic <laughs> All right. So there it was, Mojo. Uh, that, that's Bob Huggins. Uh, obviously used uh, the very homophobic slur, and um, now a lot of people are calling for his job. I should say this before we get to our, our opinions here. Bob has issued an apology, and uh, here's what he had to say in part. During the conversation, I used a completely insensitive and abhorrent phrase that there is simply no excuse for. He then went on to say, I am ashamed and embarrassed and heartbroken for those I have hurt. I must do better and I will. So Mojo will see the school says they are investigating. But again, a lot of people want uh, Huggins to lose his job. Forget apologies. My goodness. Talk about an absolute lapse in judgment. My, I mean, you could tell that conversation was headed south mm -hmm. in a hurry and Probably enough time to figure out how to swerve away from that one to just abort that situation and get to a different talking point yep. for a guy that's been a head coach, has been leading a franchise, a team for so long. You're coached and trained in those situations. You certainly have had enough of them present themselves over a decade and a half career, just like you said. And that's that's what sucks here, man. Like a decade and a half you can do the right thing. You say one stupid thing, and that's all people are going to remember you for. And that's the world you live in. You could be the best coach in the world, the guy yep. that wins the national championship every single year, puts out the, the top draft picks every single year. One comment like this is enough to get you canceled and get you yep. out of there. I mean, this is – I can't even say this was a slip. I mean, this was – a conscious comment yeah. that he made. You know, we, we've seen it actually very recently where, you know, somebody might have slipped. Someone that's on air all the right. time and for whatever reason right. slipped one word out. This was like an entire conversation right. point. So, And I, I think, Mojo, I think that's what's probably going to come back and hurt him. Uh, 
Look, sometimes there are this, these slips. Uh, a lot of people think the A's broadcaster slipped uh, a few days ago, though, uh, it, like in the Huggins situation, a lot of people believe he should lose his job as well. So this, to me, I agree, did not feel like uh, a slip. And we'll see what the university ends up doing here. Now, we actually had a conversation with somebody who uh, is incredibly uh, connected to this issue. John Amici. John Amici was, of course, the first NBA player to come out as gay. He did that, um, gosh, in 2007 now. We spoke with John earlier today, and we wanted to get his take on what Bob Huggins said. And here's what John Amici told us. Quote, I don't know the man, but he sounds like a dinosaur. College and indeed pro sports are littered with them. The radio hosts are also disgusting and to blame for egging this conversation on and calling him the best after he said those words. As to whether he should be an educator as a coach or otherwise, I would remind people that the vociferously anti-trans and anti-gay usually sit in a constellation where many other minority groups, including black and brown people, are also held in contempt. So let me ask you then, Mojo, what do you think? Do you think that this is something that Bob Huggins, who, uh, again, he's been a head coach since the mid-'80s, He's got a reputation uh, of being a character. Uh, to me, I, I think of him uh, in, in ways like a, a Bobby Knight type of figure where he's gruff and he'll say what he thinks. Do you think he should lose his job or is a suspension and the apology, is that enough here? What should happen to Bob uh, Huggins? I, I feel like teams, college, professional are starting to handle these situations the same way. They almost put it on ice a little bit to see how the social media uproar is going to be, yeah. how how vocal the public's going to be. If it's if it's a situation that they think they can come back with that might blow over after a while, oftentimes you'll see suspension. Yeah. Even if it's a year or longer, and we've seen suspensions that long, if people sound off enough, this guy is as good as gone. Again, it doesn't matter how many titles he won. It didn't matter how many years he's been there, if he's had a perfect slate until this uh, this situation. I, I think the public is going to dictate this situation, and that's just the precedent going forward for, for any kind of situation uh, similar to this one. I mean, look, you just read that super long quote. The guy might not have said it. He might not have called for his job. He, he definitely feels that way. We definitely yeah. know where his boat is. Absolutely. Look, they say it takes a lifetime to build a reputation, but you can lose it in a second. This is somebody who was inducted into the Hall of Fame last year. Bob Huggins is as good a coach as you could possibly be on a basketball court. But uh, this is something in 2023, I don't know that he's going to be able to escape. We'll see what happens. UFC 288 went down over the weekend in Jersey, and one of the biggest winners, I not one of, I think the biggest winner of the night was this man right here. All he does is win. Now uh, the number three ranked UFC welterweight, Bilal Muhammad. Bilal, congratulations, brother. How are you? Uh, how are you doing a few days after that big win? Uh, thank you, brother. Appreciate you. Yeah, man, I'm feeling good. Back in Chicago where, where I feel the love out here, so uh, <laughs> glad just to be home. Well, as a New Jersey guy, and I know I said this to you off air, uh, you've got at least one fan in me, Bilal, out there. Uh, you don't even look like you've been in a fight. You, you look, you look good. Uh, you look yeah. untouched, unfazed. Yeah, honestly, it's one of those where me and my coaches were talking. We're like, bro, as we're going up the ladder, like we're getting less and less 
trips to the hospital. It's crazy. It's like we're getting better uh, the higher we're getting. So, yeah, whenever you get on a flight and you have no scratches or stitches, man, that's the best feeling. Right, especially when you're fighting a guy as dangerous as and powerful as Gilbert Burns is. Uh, looking back on it now, Bilal, obviously we know he, he kind of messed up the shoulder a little bit towards the beginning of the fight. What, what are your impressions as you look back uh, about your performance, about the fight that Gilbert put up? Um, you know, with some time, and I'm sure having seen the fight now again, what do you think? Um, I feel like I have the best team in the world. Like we're so good at reading opponents and understanding how to deal with guys. And we went in there with the, the, the perfect plan to beat a guy like Gilbert Burns. And also, you know, props to Gilbert. He's one of the toughest guys in the division. And we knew that we gave him all the respect in the world. Uh, when we took this fight and you're having those nerves before the fight, like, man, should we have taken it? Why do we take it? And then you go in there and you're expecting a, a war. But like I said, man, I just feel like even before the injury, I'm, I was dominating the fight. I'm one of the best welterweights in the world. And getting off the couch at three weeks' notice, imagine me in eight weeks' notice, what I would do to these guys. You know, I trained with Gilbert. I respect Gilbert so much. And to know that I could go out there and come out unscathed like that, it's like I'm not even coming at to the point of being the, the welterweight champion of the world. I'm coming to that point of being one of the best welterweights to ever do it with my resume now, even before touching the title. Now you're uh, sitting at number three. Obviously, Dana White has said, uh, you know, uh, it's going to be Leon and, and Colby, but then presumably you're next. Um, are you content waiting below, or, or is there anything out there that could tempt you to fight uh, you know, before uh, you fight the winner of Colby and Leon? Or is that uh, what you're going to do? You're going to wait and you're going to fight for that belt? Yeah, it's, I'm going to wait because, like I said, I, I've done everything I could do, and that's, I have five ranked wins now. So it's like, what what else is there to do? There's nothing else. And it's like, for me, I'm always training. I'm always getting better. And I'm always like trying to show a new version of myself. So it's only going to be worse for these guys the longer I wait, the longer – because I know that I'm next. So I know that I have a guarantee. So now it's like I only have to train for two guys. I only have to focus on these two guys, and it's going to be one of them too. So if I'm game planning for you two, and you're going to give me months, it's going to be the, the worst freaking fight of your life. Have they assured you, Bilal, that you are going to get the winner of Leon and Colby? Yeah, so I saw Dana at the back. He said, "Yep, you got it, man. You got you you earned it. You you got your spot now." And uh, when you hear it from the boss's mouth, that's that's all I need to hear, right? That's that's like <laughs> pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. You're like, right, ah, you right. got it finally. Fight right, finally. A lot of people would argue that you've uh, deserved it for a while now, but I guess better late than never. Uh, what do you do? You do anything different below? I know you've obviously spent time training with uh, Habib in the past, and I know how how much you've uh, spoken about that and how useful it's been to you. Do you uh, do you have anything planned for what is going to be the biggest fight of your life? Uh, actually, they're they're coming down to America. Um, they're going to be in California in May. Oh, so I was like planning to come down and train with them in May uh, before this fight was even booked. And now that I, I came out of this fight unscathed, I'm going to go down there and train with those guys. Nice. Get some working with them. And yeah, especially if it's going to be a while anyway. I, I'm a guy who likes to move around anyway and learn from different coaches. And like even Henry Hoof and uh, the guys at Sanford, like I, I like to train down there with those guys. Yeah. I talked to Henry Hoof after the fight. I'm like, bro, let's, let's not fight anymore, man. Let's train together. <laughs> Last thing below, have they uh, indicated to you when Leon and Colby are, are going to fight and, and then when the turnaround would be and obviously injuries and all that uh, part here but have they indicated to you when you could uh, fight for the title nothing yet i mean I'm, I'm still hoping and praying that since leon wants to fight in abu dhabi and he wants to fight in october that they'll just let me fight him because that makes the most sense in the world there's nothing else that there's not a bigger fight they can make in abu dhabi than me yeah. fighting for the belt in abu dhabi so i think and i hope that 
they would want to do that. And they realized that, wait a minute, Kobe hasn't had a win in a year and a half. And his last win is against the number 12 guy. And he's two and two. And this guy's on a 10 fight winning streak with five ranked wins. All right. You know what? Right, we'll, we'll give it to this guy. There it is. Well, congratulations. Uh, thank you so much for your time as always, brother. And I'm sure we'll talk soon. Thanks, brother. Appreciate you guys. Royals pitcher Amir Garrett loses his lunch right on the pitcher's mound. It was gross, and it was all caught on video. And lucky you, you're going to see it next on TMZ Sports. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Macy's, Adidas, and Walmart, and even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. So download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's Rakuten. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Welcome back to TMZ Sports. Mike and Mojo. Mojo, it's time. Something we haven't done in a while. TMZ Sports Food for Thought. We're going to start at the uh, Angels and Astros game last night. The Angels doing God's work and beating the Astros 6-4. to four. That's not what we're going to talk about, Mojo, because one of the best things about going to a game, it, yep, this right here, watch this man who knows how to enjoy himself some cotton candy, Mojo. He, that was like a whole, whole bag. He just took the whole thing, boom, one bite, gone, and uh, this man knows how to go to the ballpark and have some fun. This man has had way too much cotton candy in his life. He's so much, he's developed the technique for it. Did you see the twist approach? Yes. Yes. That is mass. That's a mass. I'll tell you class. why, because it gets floppy otherwise, Mojo. You've got to twist it and it gives it some rigidity. Rigidity. I, Rigid, yes, rigidity. Rigidity. And that that's allows so- him to, to get it down so we can eat the whole thing. Look, look. The, the cotton candy is sticky. You don't want to hold it too long. The less you actually have your fingers on it, the better. You want it in, the, in your belly, and that's what that man did. So that guy is a hero of mine, and I'm craving cotton candy now. So, yeah. Babcock, how much cotton candy do you eat, brother? I, I mean, you got it down candy. more than this guy does. I love cotton candy. Yeah, we'll get some after work. Um, all right, Mojo, let's move on from this guy who uh, I could talk about all show. Um, <laughs> from- <laughs> You're going to go to Amir Garrett. Amir Garrett, of course, the relief pitcher for the Kansas City Royals. The Royals last night were playing uh, the White Sox in Kansas City. And I don't know if uh, maybe Amir had some bad cotton candy mojo, but let's just say he lost his lunch on the mound. Watch this. I don't know if he might have twisted something when he spun off the mound. Maybe an oblique. Amir Garrett, uh, you know, he just sort of, oh boy, oh my. Well, honestly, the best case scenario would be if it's just an upset stomach. (laughs) Yeah, it's not a twisted oblique. (laughs) Hey, I've seen athletes throw up on the field because they were in so much pain. (laughs) 
<laughs> you got to hope it's at least an upset. Right. Like the commentary <laughs> is on point. You know, I always wanted to employ this technique when I played football as yeah. a uh, nose guard and D tackle. Yeah. To just throw up at the line of scrimmage to to back up the offensive line a little bit so I'd have an advantage coming off the ball. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how applicable that is in baseball, but – I thought it was a, a good professional strategy, if you're asking me. I think so, too, Mojo. As, as you were talking, I just couldn't stop looking at the guy, the trainer, who moves his feet back so quick as Amir throws up. He didn't want to get any vomit on his shoes. I, I get it. Good news. Amir Garrett tweeted after the game, he is feeling better. They're all good. <laughs> all good. So I'm keep it simple. <laughs> He'll I mean, back. he might get some endorsements out of this, Babcock. Maybe an yes. antacid, some sort of nausea medication. Bismol, give him, give Amir Garrett a call right now. The pink Let's stuff, go. baby. It's in the joke. I'll do it. Where's the ten? I'm okay. scared. <laughs> I get see more phones going up get than get cards, so we need cards. Get then you can get, get the, the construction. Get D card. Get All right, that's one. Get him. Get him. Let's go. Let's go! Let's go! Oh. Let's go! Let's go! <laughs> we'll do anything for those donations. I don't know if you're I don't know if you're allowed to get down until we get some more donations. I, I have no idea what's going on right now. 25. I'm not below. staying up here. I need five. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Twenty-five. Wow. Mojo, Mojo, you've gotta you gotta explain what's going on there. I see you, you're running around stage with Ryan Cabrera, his beautiful wife, WWE superstar Alexa Bliss is watching you ragdoll her husband. What is going on, Mojo? <laughs> oh man. Well, this past Saturday I participated in the runway to hope event to battle pediatric cancer. Uh it's actually Central Florida's uh, largest charity event. Over 2,000 people showed up to this event wow. to contribute and, and support. And right there, the man on my shoulders is the founder of the event, Mark Nijame, who is a just oh, Mojo, huge. I thought that was Ryan. This shows how, how great my eyes are. I thought that was Ryan, but now I see that is not Ryan Cabrera. No, not Ryan. It's just another guy with exquisite hair, just yeah, like yourself. All you guys with fantastic <laughs> hair kind of kind of blend together. <laughs> uh, but Mark... So an, that's amazing. An international power attorney, an entrepreneur who started this foundation uh, because his, his mom, who recently passed away, worked in pediatric cancer and just opened wow. his eyes to how much of a need there was there. So we we put on this event and there was a hundred kids, over a hundred kids that showed up uh, that got to partake in a fashion show and, and break dance wow. down the runway. But the big mission was to raise money for the kids. So I, I got up on stage, um, Alexa Bliss and Ryan Cabrera, along with Orlando's top DJ, Johnny Magic, teed me up, and I essentially took the founder ransom, and you'll love this part. I threatened the entire crowd. I said, if you guys Great. don't donate enough money, I'm going to body slam this yes. guy. And, and that's that totally one, cool. When, when it's for pediatric cancer, that's cool. Did they donate, Mojo? No, not one person donated because 2,000 people all wanted to see Mark get body slammed. <laughs> hey, and it's all his friends. They wanted to see him get crushed on stage. So we had to put him down, and then the donations reined in. But 
Yeah, generated over a million dollars that night. Over they generated a as a new organization over $10 million uh, to date. And the kids absolutely dominated the fashion show, crushed it on the runway, and everyone had just such a great time. You raised over a million dollars just that one night? Everyone came together, 2,000 people strong, and wow. everyone did their part. And that's a million dollars in, in counting. Amazing. Um, Check out runwaytohope.org uh, to continue to donate. But yeah, man, what a successful night. The kids had an absolute blast, dressed incredible, yeah. and I even got murked on the dance floor. <laughs> it wasn't as enjoyable for me. All right, Mojo, we are just about out of time. Uh, yeah, Maryland sucks. Uh, <laughs> he stole my basketball coach from Seton Hall, Kevin Willard. Now He's the better coach off had, with us, pal. That's probably true. All right, Mojo, we got to get out of here. We got a big show tomorrow, though. Look, Jake Paul, Nate Diaz, that's the fight everybody wants to see. It's getting closer by the day, and the guys just met. They came face-to-face -face for the very first time. And, Mojo, tomorrow, the problem child, Jake Paul, is going to join the show. We're talking to Jake about all things Nate Diaz the problem child tomorrow going to be great. Talking Jake, Paul, and Nate Diaz. Good one. Babcock, I think you know where I'm going with this. Where? We'll certainly make tomorrow the best show since